what's up? I'm your host, Bob Thompson, and welcome to Unleashing Greatness, the number one show for people who are ready to finally start or scale their own business and do it successfully. Over the last nine years, I've scaled my little basement business to 15 plus locations and several other businesses, but it hasn't been without trial and error and lots of adversity. I'm here to share with you the strategies and tools that actually work when running a business and how not to lose yourself while doing it. So if you're ready to unleash the greatness within you, let's dive into today's show. Welcome back to Unleashing Greatness. I want to dive into today about how I lost $10 million as this was definitely a pretty uh, pivotal and big thing for me. And it was actually recent too. It was in the last two years. I think it was like last two years. Now, before I dive into today, I do want to make an ask out of you. If you have been liking the show, if you're getting value, and if you get value out of today, if you could just please share it with somebody who you think is going to get some value from it. With that said, I want to dive right in. About two years ago, I was actually in the process of looking for investment into my company. I was actually looking to sell a part of it uh, so I could really help it grow, or at least that's what I thought at the time. And it took me a little bit to get there. And ultimately, what ended up happening is I had a $10 million offer on the business, a $10 million valuation, and they weren't going to buy 100% of it. I was going to stay on board. So, you know, I actually had two offers one for 60%, one for 75%. And I'll tell you kind of the details of that. But today's not exactly how that structure happened or the things I really would have learned from it, uh, or, or if I was going to do that again. But at the time, the decision that I made was, hey, I wanted to sell part of my business. And I kind of reason this important is I want to bring up like why I actually got to that point is here's this business that I built from scratch, who I actually in the beginning, especially was like priding myself on not having anybody else involved because I don't play nice necessarily with others. Probably like you, if you're an entrepreneur, you're doing it because like you like to do things your way. Anyway, so I got to the point where I was like, hey, now that I have this franchise, how do I really grow it to the next level? How can I, how can I create this and accelerate this bell curve that's supposed to happen in franchising? How can I do that uh, super fast with the assistance of people that have already been there? And the decision that I made at the time was that, hey, you know what? I'm going to bring on some people that already know how to do this. All right, that are are going to really, you know, I've done this thing, I've built this business up. I kind of wanted to maybe at the time take a step back and enjoy it, so to speak. And maybe I didn't really quite realize that at the time. And there was also some doubt in my in my mind on stuff. So I I put it up, uh, you know, for hey, here's this business, here's the things that we do, and uh, ended up having a couple offers come in. Those offers came in. Uh, I actually ended up having three over the time period that I had it up. The first one I actually rejected. Uh, ultimately, it, and it came, I think that came when I was like, and it was pretty cool because I know, I remember that being a super pivotal moment in business. And you're going to have a few of those as you go through that you're like, damn, like this is sweet. Here's some freaking validation for the things that I did. And I think I was like 31 when I got that first offer and then it came in and then some of the terms that came with it just didn't, I wasn't a fan of. Uh, so turned it down. 
And then, you know, a little bit later, had another offer, uh, offer come in and then another offer come in. And both of them valued the business at $10 million. Now, at the time, I had eight gyms that I owned. I had just really started franchising. So I started, uh, I think I awarded, when I initially started <clears throat> the franchise, I awarded about 30 locations in, I don't know, like a three or six month process. I had 15 or 16 different franchisees. Some of them bought multiple units at one time because on a tangent, especially in the, in the fitness business, in the gym space, I really believe that if you're going to make some serious money out of locations, you can't have just one. You need to have multiple. And I like to keep it simple, one focus, multiple locations. Anyway, you know, so that's kind of like in my, in my franchise, in my model. In Legion, that's what I encourage. Like, hey, you can make good money with one, but you're going to make much better money and kind of the money that you're going to get from the fruits of your labor out of having three locations. So I had a bunch of people do that. And I, I don't remember at the time, I think maybe I might have had like one, two or three opened or something like that. Um, I don't 100% remember anymore. But I had those offers come in. And uh, you know how I lost the $10 million is I was probably, I don't know, 45 days out from closing. Uh, we, we did a ton of due diligence uh, the the LOIs were over and stuff like that. And then really it was going to be a fast process of – because a, a lot of that work was already done even going into it. Uh, into like, hey – like essentially if you're getting an investment or you're selling your business, you're, you're probably going to get something like an LOI. You know, that LOI is a letter of intent. You know, it's like, hey, here's what we see. Here's, you know, here's like what we're offering and stuff like that. Here's some of the terms. Here's how it's going to look for this process to continue – and, uh, you know, if you're looking to sell or get an investment in your business, it's not generally a quick process. It can happen quickly, uh, <clears throat> but it's not going to be that quick of a process. So, and I was, I was completely unfamiliar with it. So I had a, I had a broker, you know, that was kind of leading me through the process, you know, get these, uh, <clears throat> I get these offers and then, you know, for sure as an entrepreneur is like a, young 30 year old, I'm like, damn, like here's this eight figure offer. The businesses were doing well and, uh, you know, had, had treated me very well over the years. But then here's this like large eight figure sum. And I was like, damn, like that's really cool. And getting to know them, you know, things were looking like, you know, it was exciting for the next chapter because this was actually going to be private equity. They were going to, uh, really put a lot of the stuff and it'll kind of get to part of what I'll be sharing is, is how I fell through and, and really some of the lessons from it. They were going to be putting in really great, like, uh, you know, executive team, so to speak, and uh, really fueling the growth. And it was going to be really exciting because the plan was like, hey, let's build this freaking thing some more for the next five to 10 years. And uh, then we'll all take that second exit or whatever and as a sell to like venture capital. And this had been a world of business. I had no idea, but it was, it was obviously super exciting for me at that time. Anyway, fast forward, getting super close, 45 days from closing, and unfortunately, the timing kind of ran out. And by that, I mean uh, the pandemic kicked off. So I was just about ready to, to sign up and make the decisions and stuff like that. And then COVID hit, and the world decided to, to become shut down. And at first, I mean, we all agreed. We're like, hey, cool, great idea. Let's do it. And there was some actually 
awesome stuff that happened within the business as a result of it. You know, as far as excitement for somebody like me who's like an entrepreneur, it's like, hell yeah, let's create this brand new thing. Let's take these brick and mortars and over like the course of a weekend, turn it into an, a, a virtual and online program and really save all these jobs and, and really deliver an awesome product and experience for our members. But that was cool. Uh, but an uncool part of it was the deals fell through. Because it was really, I was deciding between two different investment people, and I really had I made the mind, and it was getting really close, and there was some stuff that we needed to clean up, and that's really what I'm going to share today, was like, why didn't this happen faster, and also what led me to making wanting to make this decision. But ultimately, when it happened, you know, the first person was like, hey, we're out. I was like, eh, I get it. And the other person was kind of like, hey, you know, no, no big deal. We have 19 businesses within our portfolio, and, uh, you know, some, some are getting impacted. We're just going to ride this out a little bit, see where it goes, and you know, we got, they got a lot of stuff they need to take care of, obviously with all these changes that happen, but we'll, we'll touch base and, you know, and and reconfigure and and get it done. Well, then obviously as it continued and especially brick and mortar businesses and businesses on the East coast in particular, uh, we're pretty much told like you're, even though you're helping save people's lives and get them healthy, you shouldn't be operating. And, uh, we're going to keep everybody indoors. You know, it, it had a large impact on the fitness space. Obviously you can hear there's, there's some, still some frustration, and it has, especially as that still continues to this day and to a certain degree. But, you know, they were like, hey, we just don't feel comfortable anymore, especially or at least at this current time, investing into like brick and mortar gyms. I was like, hey, I totally get it. So after all this time getting ready, really trying to uh, really secure this deal and, you know, dealing with those internal struggles of do I do this? Like, shoot, I'm no longer going to be the majority owner and all this. But then looking at, hey, you know, I think back to like all those episodes of watching a shark tank of like people have done it, been there. It's going to, it's really going to assist in in the true future for, for Legion and where it could go. But ultimately they were like, hey, we don't feel comfortable. I was like, I totally get it. So there it was squashed. So it went from at one point having three offers for 10 million on the business to then being like, hey, uh, not going to happen. And then really taking a look at it, how like really with everything that happened, how it changed the business. But, you know, ultimately when I look back at it, there's a saying that I really believe in, which is things aren't done to you. They're done for you. And that's really, I really truly believe that because as a result of that, I, everything in life has gotten sick. You can't see me drawing at my table. It's gotten significantly better, you know. So it's like, hey, that deal didn't go through, which is actually probably a good thing. However, why, you know, what brought me to that point where I actually got to where I was, you know, I started this basement in a business, and I was like, I'm not gonna, you know, sell this thing or bring other partners in or anything like that under the grand scale or anything of that nature. To then actually changing that. So what actually, what actually happened? What actually brought that about? And I really, you know, I, I reflected over that over, I mean, now what is it like two years? And whereas now I see that actually is a great thing that it didn't go through. Uh, but also it was like, you know, what, what had to happen to that point where it got there? And which obviously, it, you know, crushed me at the time. It really got me to a point where I was like, all right. Here's this amazing thing that was about to happen that gave validation for all these years of really relentless sacrifice of time and, and all sorts of other stuff, which 
I love doing, so don't get me wrong. But it was like, hey, I built this freaking thing up. Here is this point where it was about to have like a large payoff for it and then continue. And there's going to be another great thing at the end. And the, and the brand was going to really just grow significantly. Then it's like, all right, well, that fell through. Oh, and on top of that, my business is currently fucked in the current environment. So it was kind of – it was like a double whammy where then I, I really had to look at the business and be like, all right, I need to make some significant changes because the way that I operate now isn't going to work when, you know, especially a brick and mortar gym business, when it's significantly impacted by the current environment. So it led to a lot of changes, which also then led me to being like, well, what do I really want? What do I really want in life? And also what got me to this point uh, where, you know, looking back at it, the first thing was like, I got freaking burnt out. The reason that I was looking for that investment was I got burnt out. You know, uh, there was, you know, started the business in 2012. And I think just the nature of, of uh, just how I get with things, you know, I, I be I, I became obsessive. You know, it was what I did. It was all I did. You know, it was like I loved to work, and I still actually really loved to work. However, there wasn't that balance in life. The real sole focus <clears throat> was business, was growing business, and also getting that financial success. And those things were happening, but still as those things were happening, there was parts of me that were like withering away and I don't know, I wouldn't say dying. That's not, that's a little extreme and dramatic, but I can be a little, little dramatic. However, you know, that area of my life is growing, but there wasn't the other areas and even like fitness. So fitness has obviously been a big part of my life, um, you know, since I started, started working out. You know, I think outside of then, what's this? When I got burnt out and all these things happened, I then went on this, uh, you know, like six week road trip with my dogs where I pretty much didn't work and didn't work out for probably the first time. You know, I didn't work out for six weeks or I think I actually made it four weeks before I, I was like, I need to get a workout. But it was like that four weeks was the first time since when I started lifting in, in high school when I was like 15 or whatever. And then, or 16 or whatever, however old I was when I started. And for really work, you know, I might have taken a week off, at, you know, since 2012. And even prior to starting my business, I constantly worked, you know, for the people that I worked for. But when I started my business in 2012, maybe took a week off. But when I took that week off, it wasn't, you know, I would still be doing stuff for the business. Not instead of that I had to be in the business because I did set it up where I was outside of the business and working on the business. But I was still like, because that's what I it was enjoying. I was like, you know, a lot of times my vacations or my time off was maybe with other entrepreneurs and especially with other like gym owners. And then we're ending up constantly talking business and thinking tactics and strategies and stuff. So this was probably the first time that I, I actually took time off from that. And I was just like, hey, I got this business. I got that business. Like it's running. It's good. Um, I'm going to take time off. And I hopped in my truck with my dogs and went out west and then camped in like Wyoming and Montana and Idaho and, and uh, just drove through like other parks and stuff before I ended up coming back, which was awesome. And, you know, it was at that point I was like, man, I'm just freaking burnt out. I got to the point where I focused so much on business. And as a result, too, I put a lot of my self-worth in how the business was doing, how much money I was making, as opposed to really working on the other areas of my of myself. And I think that there's – I don't know, maybe a, a, a part of people that get into fitness or even get into business, there is that part of them that's like, you know, where there's that, they're looking for that, creating that value elsewhere. 
you know, you get into, I know for me, like when I started working out, I had no self-esteem. I had no confidence because, you know, I was a super skinny kid. I was 115 pounds. And for some reason, I, at the time was like, if I'm not jacked, people are going to like me, which so like, I didn't have the confidence in myself. And I think that also sometimes goes into like, in that for me, it definitely carried over into business as well. Like I was super happy prior. And then I was like, Hey, I got obsessed with it. I wanted to become the best at it. So it's all I did. And then I was like constantly pushing that. I hit a level of success and I'd push it further and I push it further and I push it further until I, you know, never really truly kind of acknowledging the things that happened. So I ended up as a result of it burning out because I focused so much on the business and financial aspect, but not on developing myself. You know, even though I was working out, I really had lost the, the love for it, the passion for it, but I was just going to, I was doing it all the time and I would have like bursts where I really, uh, bursts where I really enjoyed it. But it's not because you know, it was just something that was part of me at that point in time. So I would do it, but you know, I wasn't focusing on on other areas of myself. I wasn't focusing on spiritual areas for sure. Like that was something that happened as a result of this, which I'm super grateful for. So it's actually again, things aren't done to you or they're done for you. I was actually able to have have my faith come back as a result of all this happening. Uh, and I also wasn't working on really relationships. You know, I would often say that. And I think entrepreneurs have a tendency to say this to ourselves when we start, like, because I said this, when I started like dating somebody or whatever, like they they don't appreciate or they can't understand the the lifestyle that an entrepreneur has because they have to do, they have to work. It's like no, it's like you're just you have no balance, you have no boundaries for yourself. Like you shouldn't be on your phone twenty four seven. You don't need to be on your phone twenty four seven because oh, I got to check this, I got to do this, oh this question or that. Like no, you got to have boundaries. So I was as a result not having great relationships as well you know they started up great and then of course i would boom go back to this business thing you know so there's those areas and even then like family too like i lived close to family but i didn't really see them i actually now that i live in montana have a better relationship with my family we talk more frequently when then when i lived like 45 minutes away from all of them and it's because like my focus was purely and i, I do think that this kind of is necessary in business, but there's a better way to do it. So it's like I went to some some crazy extremes doing that. And as a result, you know, when I had this whole focus and then this kind of this event occurred, you know, that like was the final straw, which was like, hey, I need to reevaluate how I'm really doing this thing called life. And but prior to that, I got burned out because I was just, this was my sole focus. And then also the business had gotten to a point, which is like really the second thing. It got to a point where my weak areas were what was holding me back. And I wasn't doing what I, I should be doing as best as possible to really strengthen them. So like I had built this awesome business. It was no longer one location. You know, I had eight locations that were doing pretty freaking well. And then, uh, you know, I ended up franchising it. And then I have, you know, a supplement company and a marketing company that really are assisting that business. You know, I do have some other squirrel ideas that would, you know, take me elsewhere. Uh, it's like some of the other business I have now. But like that was still like mostly the sole focus was, hey, growing this. But it got to a point where, you know, although I was a constant learner, like I was what was holding it back. You know, I was the limiting factor on the growth. So, you know, I wouldn't I'd go to other areas, but there was also parts of me that knew where I was screwing up, but also didn't want to admit it. So the business, 
started like kind of becoming where these issues were popping up. You know, I love marketing and I love sales and I was, I'm a great trainer. And then I really, you know, but in the beginning I didn't focus enough on like the delivery and the experience. So then it was like, Hey, once we get these clients in, how can we freaking wow them and keep them coming? But then there's other parts of your business. Like how do the books look? What's the finance like? You know, what does your accounting look like? And then as you get to the same, like I had 50 employees uh, I had, you know, this, this gym business and then this franchise business. And then I also had the supplement company that were like, you know, all had employees and stuff of that nature it was, you know, how to, how to focus on the areas of growth and, and get to the point where, you know, if you've read traction and then, uh, rocket fuel, which came from the author, Gina Wickman, you know, it talks about like visionaries and integrators. Like I was definitely a visionary, uh, and, but I still wanted to do those areas that I wasn't good at where like early on. Years prior to this, it was like, hey, you need to get a CEO. Hey, you need to get a COO. And I would think about it or do it. And then there was like that relinquishing control and power was difficult for me. I was like, I can do it. Why do we need this? And then those things came and bit me in the ass. So there was a lot of like fixing that had to go around. So we have this awesome business that just blew up. And then, you know, we were going through a lot of rocky phases that, you know, for the last like, I don't know, year or two prior to that, especially as I, you know, I'll talk about the kind of the third thing of, of you know, kind of like, hey, what, what attributed to this thing really not going through? I didn't have those areas like we're working on it. And, it, and instead of being like, hey, that's never going to be an area of my strength. Let me bring somebody in that's going to be great at that. And like, obviously, and, and it was interesting because in other areas of the business, I was able to do that. Once I opened up, like I fell in love with the side of business and, and less in love with actually training people. So the first thing that I did was remove myself from coaching. And then the coaching got better because that's what people loved and that's what they were really good at. And then, you know, I removed myself from the like the admin stuff because I hated doing that stuff. And there were people that liked doing it and were good at doing it. And as you grow, and then, you know, eventually got people that were supposed to be you know, the, that C-level leadership team and stuff. And you know, I was still like head of marketing or whatever. You know, but I got those, you know, brought those people up, but there were certain levels that like I wasn't good enough at training them at certain things. So you can, I don't remember what, what it is, but if like, if you're an eight at it, how are you going to get somebody to become a 10? You can't, you have to get somebody else that's like an expert at it. You know, so there's a certain part of the business where I should have been bringing in people that were experts at it, were tens where I was sevens or eights and stuff of that nature. And then letting them do their thing and developing it. And, and I moved a little bit slower on that. And the crazy thing was like, or the cool thing was, we did get to a point where I actually, um, the you know, we, we kind of looked at all the rocky areas. Oh crap, the payroll was just outrageous in the business, and like, hey, these constraints were happening and stuff like that. And hey, it looks like we're really good, and, and kind of like kind of fixed a lot of the issues. And the next year was going to be crazy, awesome, good growth. Uh, and then the pandemic hit, you know. So had I've had all that time of having to fix these issues, fix these issues, and you know, fix the mistakes that I made. And then, of course, once that kind of like event occurred and this fell through, it was just like, oh, like hit me in the head, you know, but, you know, looking back at it, those were things that I was actually told by coaches and mentors and, and knew I should be, should have done was bringing in those people a lot earlier and, and stepping back and letting them do their thing. And then me focusing on the things that I like to do, like the bigger picture, the vision and stuff. I should have done that. And I didn't. And it actually was one of the reasons for sure why the deals didn't go through because if, if I had these things in place, stuff would have moved a lot faster, you know, when these, you know, LOIs, the interest and stuff came in, you know, especially as like kind of like we were going to do the due diligence in another area, like these wouldn't have been those issues. 
the uh, the other big thing, which was you know, uh, you know, kind of something you probably hear from a lot of people, and you know, I get it from a lot of my coach mentors. But the other thing that kind of derailed me in the process was I got into uh, what a year, two years, whatever prior. I had shifted my focus of my main business and I went into a brand new business. So I owned gyms and I operated gyms, these boot camp gyms. And then I decided after opening up to a certain point, I was like, you know, I had my eight locations. So make money, put it in, open the location. We'd be cash flow positive or profitable by the time I opened up. So I was like, cool, doing that. I was looking for new challenges. But I also got to the point where I was like, how can I grow Legion, impact more people, create more opportunities? And how can I really create this really, you know, mega brand and do it without it having to be me, without having to be me who opens the locations or me who, uh, you know, has to put the, the, the cash forward and stuff like that to do that. You know, how can I do this? And, and you know, I saw a, a mentor of mine had franchise and had massive success. So I was like, hey, you know what? It's working for him. I'm going to do it as well. I don't know shit about franchising or this business. But how hard can it be? I know this business, so why don't I do that? And uh, yeah, it doesn't work like that. You know, it was franchising is a completely different business, and so I did know from advice from others like, hey, your business is going to be like your core business is probably going to be impacted as a result of this. That's okay. But then I got to the point where I had just such differing demands uh, from these businesses. And since I never really truly got a CEO and all that stuff, and I also knew this at one point prior to all this happening interviewed for those things and never even actually, I had, you know, the people that I could have put in place and I decided not to. I think part of this is ego, you know, that I've, I've definitely learned over time and a large ego component, which, you know, bit me in the butt. But, uh, you know, so I started this new business, which this, and it was not, it's not necessarily an easier business either. So I went into that. And as a result, now my focus was really significantly split, especially because I grew the franchise pretty fast. I ordered a lot, as I said earlier, I ordered a lot of franchises really quickly. And the advice I got from a lot of people that had been franchisors and in franchising, they were like, hey, go really slow. You know, only award like three or four locations, try and open up like just one or two in that first year, figure out the kinks and stuff, and then go forward. And I'm like, what? I don't want to do that. I want to move fast. I want to freaking sell. So I sold a ton of franchises. And then when I opened the first one and she opened up and she did great. You know, she, I was like, oh, this was great. And the second one opened and they did shitty. I was like, uh-oh. So, the, the, you know, here's this recipe. Here's this formula. You know, it's like, hey, you're, you're bought into this, but then we're not going to follow it. I was like, oh, I got to figure that out. So that's what they were talking about in franchising. That's what they say. Like, here's, here's these kinks that I have and I got to open up, you know, a ton more. And then also I got to make sure that my businesses, are, my gyms are doing well. I got to make sure that they're serving well, finding out the issues of what's going on. And uh, it, it just became a large uh, attention grabber from both. Whereas one, I could put all my attention in one and I had that focus and like, here was the model. Here's what we did. Open, open, open. I decided to go down this different path and create a brand new business. Whereas the first one wasn't where it needed to be. I wasn't, although I was like removed, I wasn't actually removed. Maybe I wasn't training people doing the day to day, but I was still really leading the charge to focusing on the marketing aspect of things. And then really still in the component where I was still, you know, building and, and training and coaching my team. Uh, so, you know, I had a lot of that going on and there were still issues that still had to be fixed in the business. So it wasn't quite ready, you know, to do the franchise yet to just to be frank. So that was a big thing, which then, you know, kind of split the attention. 
you know, so some of these areas of focus, you know, that it could have been done because ultimately interesting thing was I like when I went to like, you know, I put it up and I was like, Hey, this is going to be a great opportunity. We're going to, you know, get all this because here I have these gyms that are making money. I have this, uh, you know, whatever supplement company and stuff like that. But then I also have this franchise where we rewarded a ton. So there's a lot of this upside and we have this formula that's replicable. And then you can just open more and more and more like that's gonna have a lot of value. Interestingly enough, the people that were actually interested, there was like no value put onto the franchise. So maybe looking back, I don't know, maybe I don't have an experience that like how to like spin that or whatever. But it was interesting because it was, it was almost like it was too early. It was like, Hey, yeah, that's great. Like, you're, these are the businesses that are actually making a you know a ton of money and are like you know you just easily can open one and one and one. Whereas this one, yeah, you've awarded a ton, but most of them aren't even open. I think at the time there was only like a handful. So it's like this really hasn't. Yeah, you've been able to sell them, but have you been able to open them? Have them be successful? You know. So I had to essentially shift focus, which was like very growth. It was like, hey, how can I actually make this business where I give them the attention? I, I Fix those issues that are going on where they're maybe struggling or stuff like that and, and getting them open because there was still a lot that was my subject matter expertise, so to speak, with the gyms and not with franchising. So it was a new business. So that was kind of – the other thing was I got distracted. You know, I got distracted in a business, which I think a lot of entrepreneurs do. They, they look for this new challenge or they say, hey, this is the path. But then the question is, well, what happened if I just instead of doing the franchising opened up a couple more locations? had that formula down. Like the last two locations that I opened, you know, it's like creating those new challenges in business for yourself. Like I opened at the same time. So I was like, I want a little bit more of a challenge. So I remember I opened up two locations and bought my first house uh, for the first time. And I think it was in 2017. So I was like, Hey, I really, for me, it's not we're like, I like having my back up against the wall and you're, there's two options, succeed or fail. And so, you know, I was like, here's a lot of uh, cash at the time uh, tied up in these three different things. So, you know, it was interesting and it was fun. But, you know, when I, especially when I was going in, I was like, hey, yeah, I could figure it like easily open up one a quarter. You know, so, you know, in the in this time period of when I kind of like switched from these businesses, what would have happened had I only had this focus where I knew this business I opened up two or four more locations. So then we're adding to it and, and really at the size of the company, wouldn't have added any more to like the C-level team and stuff of that nature. What would that impact have been actually? And then would I have been able to fix maybe those issues that were kind of came and bit me in the butt? But at the same time, I was also – I got to the point where since there wasn't balance in my life, I wasn't focusing on these other areas. I was burnt out. So I wasn't seeing what I wasn't seeing. You know, It's easy to look back on it now. You know, but it ended up happening. It was, yeah, the the pandemic was the 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 final kind of straw on it. But it was not like I ever built this business to do that. And I do recommend that if you're building a business, you should always build it to be sold. It's actually what I, I tell my franchisees. You know, hey, if you're just because you're you're buying this business, it's your own business. Yeah, we've given you the formula. It's already been done. It's time tested and proven. You just follow the recipe, and you're going to get the cake. But if you do that, you should also build it to be sold. You may not have that intention right now. It may sound crazy. You're like, I just want to leave corporate world or this job that sucks or whatever. And I want to be my own boss. But you still, you know, if you build this business and then all of a sudden you get to the point where you get a pretty good exit, you should take it. You know, that's just how business is. And obviously, unless you're passionate, like, you know, there's different, different areas. But you should build it to be sold even if you don't plan on selling it. You know, so there was a lot of lessons that I ultimately learned in this process that was at the time I was like, I 
you know, it'll happen and stuff like that. When you have the pandemic, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get back from this. That's definitely the point that I was at. Like it crushed me, you know? So I remember that's where I was just like, something's, something's not adding up, you know? So as a result of it, I was like, I need to, if, if I've done all this, all this stuff, it, it impacted me so significantly that it happens. And it's funny because you hear in business, you're like, oh, like stuff like this happens. And you're like, it's not going to happen to me. And then it happens. And the stuff you can't predict. So we couldn't predict this. But then I was like, how can I, you know, here's a situation that occurred. You know, what are the areas that, you know, here's an opportunity actually to kind of uh, improve on the areas. And and that's what I did. Like I was like, burnout. Why was I burnout? How can I improve those things? And that was a process obviously to discover and find out. You know, and and just went forward and, and did those steps. I was like, hey, you know what? Here's what this business is. Here's where it's going to be, and go and take it. It's like, do I do I truly like? You know, at the time it was after that happened. I was like, you know what? Like, what am I doing? You know, I need to focus on either my gyms or the franchise. You know, and and what the demands were coming back were, hey, here's what now I'm going to have to do for the gyms. So as a result of that. I ended up essentially removing myself from the gyms and uh, selling the gyms to employees. So I was like, hey, you know what? Here's here's what, this, here's what happened in this business. Here's what's going to be needed over the next couple of years. Here's what this focus is going to be. I had to choose one or two of those. And I also knew that, at least at the time, I was like, I don't want to do that. You know, it's not giving me the passion, this, this, this imbalance. You know, I got burnout. How can I prevent the burnout? I need to then focus on this thing. So I need to put my attention here, but also... I need to do stuff that I want to do, you know, so, you know, I need to improve upon these other areas. So, you know, I figured, Hey, you know, this happened, but why did it happen? Well, one, I got burnt out, you know, two, I did build an awesome business, but I didn't put attention quick enough or early enough, you know, essentially to get out of my own way and focus on those weak areas of mine. And then also I let myself get distracted, um, you know, and, and not making that shift, even though, again, I had also heard like, Hey, you, you really need to focus on one or the other. You know, so that's early on. I was like, hey, I needed to focus on one or the other. It's too difficult. You know, I've heard this and maybe there's some franchises that have done it, but, uh, and I think some have actually gone back, but it was like difficult. It was really tough to run like corporate and then also run, you know, the franchise stuff because they just, there's such different demands. You know, so those were really those three areas that kind of occurred. So I was like, all right, cool, this happened. So how do I change it? And how can I make it so it doesn't happen again? And as a result, of all that happening, what seemed devastating it was like, how the fuck do I come back from this? You know, you're like, oh, all right. Actually, everything's better now. Everything is improved now. All right. It's like, look at all areas. So it's not just like, hey, here's this one area, you know, business success financial. It's like, hey, we got financial, we got faith, we got family, you know, we got relationships, we got self. Like all those areas now are focal points that have grown. And then as a result of focusing on those other areas, then everything else has grown with it. You know, so it's, it's an interesting thing, uh, that actually occurred for me. And I'm hopeful that, you know, I think that, you know, especially if you're in business, you're getting started or you're scaling, you know, there are going to be seasons where like, you have to have that be your sole focus. However, the, what I learned is you have to be, from my experience, like you have to be careful on making it your identity. And when it then becomes your identity, you know, one, it gets, Difficult to see where your weaknesses are, where you're struggling, where you're making mistakes, you know, like that I was having, or you start maybe making decisions to later, not rationally or whatever, that's going to be in the best interest of yourself, you know, so you have to be careful. And that's one of the things I learned was like, Hey, I can't have this be my identity. It's not who I'm made up of. 
these are these other areas that, you know, you know, define me, so to speak. And those are the areas that I'm going to work on. And then as a result, that's what I ended up working on. And that's also why uh, I'm speaking into a camera right now and you're either watching this or on YouTube or listening to it. You know, so that was probably one of the, the biggest lessons that I've gotten. And it was, again, it's repeat it. Things aren't done to you, but done for you. And uh, definitely as a result of this, amazing things have happened. So hope you got enjoyment out of today. Hope you learned something. Hope it was valuable. You know, if you did enjoy it, the only thing that I ask is that you share it. Actually, I'll make another ask too. And if you could, you know, leave a review if you haven't yet or anything like that. However, mostly if you found this helpful and you think that there's another person that will find it helpful, please share it with them. All right. Until next time. Catch you later. Hey, thanks for spending your time with me today. I made this show to help people just like you overcome the challenges and adversity that come with entrepreneurship. So if you know someone that could truly benefit from today's show, please be sure to share this episode with them. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week on Unleashing Greatness.